check you Mr. How Mask. So my toxic friends were winning and just like Trump, but the Wisconsin's and the Michigan's of life happened and that's why you're listening to this podcast right now. And speaking of the US election, something that's made me happy is Kamala Harris winning or becoming the first female vice president of the United States of America. Yes, yes, Joe Biden won and everything, but really he's a one-term president and oh, have you seen Joe Biden? Young Joe Biden. And have you seen Joe Biden with a beard? I digress, let me sip some water. Just talking about Kamala Harris. And it's making me happy seeing like women being given, not really opportunity, I wouldn't say given opportunity, but women taking action and deciding they will own this and it's so sad people are calling her calling them joe and the whole and i'm like what the fuck is that and from countries like new zealand with jacinda arden the president of taiwan Wen, petra de sata the deputy prime minister of belgium and the the trans person holding the highest office in the european that thing they call it you know and it just makes me happy that it's not only coronavirus that's winning 2020, but women and the LGBT are also winning 2020. So yeah. Um, and also another thing is, from the outside looking in, you can clearly see politicians dividing people. You can clearly see how people become, I don't know, zombies, and they just don't question anything. And just they just take everything and anything as it is. And yet that's the same thing we do here. And let me warn you because our election period is coming is around the corner it's already started even be very aware of how technology is going to be used to spread misinformation false information fake news including memes memes will be used to spread misinformation and all other types of nasty stuff and i don't understand how you see that in a country like the usa you see that in countries like uganda and then you go ahead we go ahead and practice the same same thing here we go ahead and, 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 and defend the same same people. There's no difference really between those between what you're seeing in Uganda and what you see in Kenya, between what you're seeing in the US and what you see in Kenya. I'm like, no, that is not what brought us here today. So also thank you very much for coming back and listening to this podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Before we continue, uh let me give you the song for today. It's host by Njoki Karu. And Missy understand Kenyans. Mutu amena mesoma music therapy. Eh? I'm thinking as a wimbo. Go listen to Njoki Karu. She has a lot of songs. But go listen to holes in particular. Okay? Especially in 2020, you need holes. By oh my god, you need holes by Njoki Karu. <laughs> Let's get into what has brought us here. Let me tell you, Joro is ugh, he has reached me. I'm in Ifika, so I decided to unplug a body. Hey, yeah, Joro body. Adi Mimi, you know, I was thinking of taking Brian to boarding school too because I me couldn't to Zigine Brian. I can't in Ifika. I think boarding school will discipline them. Five students have been arrested in Nyeri in connection with last evening's fire. Oh my god, oh my god, the stole of my dreams! <laughs> Mom, I'm so happy. 
It's the school of my dreams. It's the school I've always wanted to go. <laughs> Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Masai Girls School in Narok has been closed indefinitely after students walked out to protest an alleged case of sexual harassment. So parents, when you give us your son, your young boy, we promise to give you back a man of substance. A man who will go out there and become part of the society we are building. A society to be proud of. This follows shocking revelations of cases of midnight bullying at the prestigious Alliance Boys High School. A report indicates students are forced to clean toilets in the middle of the night and spend the night at a nearby graveyard as part of an induction process. We at this school take pride in giving good education to your girls and building your girls holistically so that they can become good members who are ready to build society. You give us your girl, we give you back a woman who is ready to build the nation, a woman who is ready to be a leader, a woman who is ready to take part in building this nation. Parents of the assaulted students arrived at the school only to be locked out. At Just how safe are our children in boarding schools? Tonight we focus on a disturbing story about a 15-year-old Form 2 student at Nairobi School who is claimed to be a victim of severe assault. By the time schools were closing for the second term break two weeks ago, dormitories, libraries, laboratories, tuition blocks and staff offices had been set on fire in at least 120 institutions. How safe are your students in schools? So yes, today we are talking about schools, specifically boarding schools, aka trauma camp, aka prison, aka being held hostage for education, aka I have I have a buttload of aka to call these schools, and I don't think school is one of them. School itakuoko number one hundred when I try defining what that was what was that getterosity though what was that so that is what we're going to be discussing today oh and you've come this far and you're wondering this is past future i'm tash i don't have an intro yet so now before we continue let me put something out of the way there are no devils controlling nothing there are no demons controlling nothing capish okay so there are different types of boarding schools. There are special education boarding schools. There are military boarding schools. And there's the typical boarding schools we have here in Kenya. And a typical, I mean typical. Si uli peleko shule na helikofta ukafuliwa nguo, siju ukapewa chapati, na sosijesa subuhi. No, 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 no. Typical Kenyan public boarding high schools. There are different reasons why people go to boarding schools. But... I think majorly it's because it has been normalized. Ukifika classic TV in your boarding school. Mpaka form 4. What for? You know, what for? Now, for me to for us to understand boarding schools, I wanted first to know what I know now. And what I know is they claim to be schools. 
and they offer accommodation that's why they're called boarding schools it's board and room so you're given food and you're given a room to spend the night as you study that i do know uh, some of them are sponsored by the government some of them are private but i really wanted to know where did they come from where how did all this begin where did they lose track chombo kilenda murama because currently we know chombo kimeenda murama chombo kikomurama to begin for us to understand these schools we have to go back way way back to mr mkoloni we have to understand how mr mkoloni was doing his things because most of what we practice now most of what we call our culture is heavily influenced by mr mkoloni whether you agree with that or disagree there is some part of us that is heavily influenced by mr mkoloni so here's why i tell you missy flavius josephus I'm also learning. So Flavius Josephus Apa. So now, in the UK, boarding school started as taking boys away from home to go be educated. And it's not the typical education we call formal education now. It was more of a religious thing. They were taken to monasteries to be taught by the, the literate clergy. That's how boarding schools, that's the earliest evidence of boarding schools in the UK. Fast forward to the 16th century and now everyone is being educated including girls. They are all being educated collectively and there is no longer gender separation and things like that. And education has turned in, and it's now uh, things to do with mathematics and science and stuff like that. Fast forward to 19th century because this is history class. You see the popularity of boarding schools increasing as Britain is spreading her territories and gaining colonies and their colonial administrators and these colonial administrators want their kids to be in school so they leave them in boarding schools and they go be colonial administrators in other places so fast forward to Kenya and it's now mid 19th century and we have the first missionaries amongst the first missionaries to come to, to the coast of East Africa and they set up a mission school to spread their religion and their European culture. But there is early evidence dating back to the 1700s of education existing in Kenya or rather around the, the coastal part of East Africa. And it's not Ilya Kuketi Kuzunguka Mtim Napewa story na Namtumze and that's what we have been told that was happening. It's education, education, written education. They, so they set up the schools to spread religion, spread the European culture, and they tried setting up the schools as they move in into the country, but they get hostility, for example, from the Kamba community, and they're not able to set up as many schools. And around this period is where we also see a boom in schools around the US, Canada, and New Zealand and Australia, where Britain had earlier set foot or is setting foot. And they are majorly boarding schools, and their schools meant to civilize in quotes the native people or the indigenous people who were the locals there at that point in time. And you see things like they, for example, in the U.S., they had I don't know if you call it a saying or a, or a slogan: "Kill the Indian, save the man." This is where they take a kid when they are young, and they take them away. So, for example, let me try and give the context of Kenya: is like taking a five-year-old kid or a six-year-old kid from Kenya, shipping them away to Kisumu, the further away they are from their parents and the community and things like that. And you educate them in that school up until 
they are adolescents and that's why you, that's when you release them back into the society back into their native lands and you would find kids taken and their native names are taken away they are not allowed to wear their hair they are not allowed to speak their language they are not allowed to to really be themselves they are only allowed to follow the ways of the civilized in quotes white man of that place invade. oh my god so now around this period is where now east africa has become a protectorate and britain has decided we have discovered all these rivers and lakes <laughs> we have discovered all these rivers and lakes and mountains and things like that and now this is our territory and we're going to be bringing back stuff to our country from this place now we are almost like a colony we are not just a colony we are just like a territory and so they are building railways and they are bringing in manpower to to build the railways and that's where now we see the boom in schools now between somewhere between 1896 all the way to 1906 we see a boom in schools along the railway line so we see a boom in schools in Mombasa Nairobi Nakuru Kisumu and these schools uh, by this time now schools now we are in to my fast forward this is history class this is not geo uh, we are now in 19 early 1900s and all the way to 1930s somewhere there and now the schools are coming up and booming up and now settlers have, have settled the indians are building the railways the africans the local community and things like that and now we have different types of schools for different types of people almost something similar to apartheid and you have european schools where they are taught taught you have indian schools where they are taught and they are also given some skilled labor and stuff like that and then we have african schools schools meant for africans where really it's all about being similar to what was happening in the u.s you're taken there and you're stripped off your your nativity and you're civilized in quotes and you're you're shown this new way this new religion this new way of living life at the same time you're given uh, manual labor carpentry tailoring and, and this was meant as manpower for the colonial government cheap labor for the colonial government but at the same time we have schools that came up around that period a school like alliance school which is now alliance high school came up as a school to teach africans mathematics science things like that because most of the schools were only teaching manual labor and around this period is now where we see most of the schools we know now around nairobi especially and kisumu and places like mombasa they come up around this period and we have schools like prince of wales which was a predominantly european only school and now it's nairobi school we have alliance school which is now alliance high school we have european girls school which is now kenya high we have european boys school or something like that which is now lenana we have government indian school which is now jamuhuri we have maseno which is now still maseno <laughs> and fast forward again we have independence and now the government is in charge of education is in charge of everything and schools were set up by missionaries and were and were governed and the control was in the hands of missionaries to provide education to the to the communities to the african communities and by around this time africa has started seeing the their elite community their literate people people who have been flown abroad and they are studied there and now they have come back with all their knowledge and they want to build africa and things like that so now at around this time the local community has started to see the importance of education now western education and they're taking their kids to school 
but the government does not have the same uh, funds to to give these students education especially in terms of board and room education which is now boarding school in terms of accommodation and food and things like that and school fees is, is introduced there to somehow filter out the people who are not able to pay and also to sort of like assist the government in building or rather in in operating these schools around this time now is where you also see things like harambe schools which were similar to like private schools or they were community schools i don't know whether you've seen a school that is not backed by any religion any mission system whatsoever any church nothing is just a school and there's really no church governing the school or something like that now those were some of the earliest schools that were sort of like the harambe schools now but they didn't have form 3 and form 4 and now the government introduced an exam for form 2 where if you pass that exam you now move on to the government schools for your form 3 and form 4 examinations and things like that history in a bow now fast forward to where we are now schools have been built day schools boarding schools public schools private schools special education schools all these schools have been built but our concern is on boarding schools specifically public government owned boarding schools this is a helicopter so for my international listeners yes i have international listeners much check up on you let me give you a typical boarding kenyan school the schedule how it is so between 4 and 4.30, you wake up, prepare to go for class, you're showering with cold water. In buckets, not even in showers. 5 to 6, it's preps. 6, uh, six to 7, it's breakfast, which is tea and 3 slices of bread and cleaning the school. Yes, cleaning the school. Toilets, pavements, sweeping, cleaning classes, things like that. From 7 to 8, there is a prep or a teacher comes to class. And between somewhere between 7.45 and 8 is an assembly or something like that. And then 8 to break time, class. Break time is tea only. Then you go back to class. Then you break for lunch. Lunch is either githeri, ugali, beans and cabbages or rice, which is basically ugali again. Then you go back to class. You leave class at 4. Between 4 and 4.30, you either have a break, you take tea and things like that. And then you go back to class again. 30 to 5 30 for class stroke preps a teacher can either come in or you can have your own preps then 5 30 to 6 30 you have supper which is basically what you didn't eat for lunch now is what you're going to eat for supper some schools have a monotonous supper menu which is ugali beans cabbage over and over and over and over and over and for nine months in a year 6 30 to 9 it's preps 9 to 9 15 you break for preps and then in some schools you go to your dormitories and but in most schools 9 15 to 10 you go back to class for preps another prep 10 you break class again now go to the dormitories in the houses 10 30 and 11 it's lights out you go to sleep wake up again at four over and 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 over for nine months in a year nine months in a year then the only thing that is changing is what the staff of that school are wearing everything else is the same 
Imagine there's someone who has come this far and is thinking, this is jokes, this is a buttload of nonsense. And there's someone else who has come this far and is thinking, wow, I didn't know that, I didn't know this, hmm. And then those two people don't share the podcast. Share the podcast. I hope that's not you. Thank you for listening. Bye. Love you. Ah, Nini, Kwanunenda. Run. Wapi. Next episode.